So those are that's why I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. We've been eating a lot of fish and seafood as of late. There's a reason for yeah. that. Is that done on purpose yes. on your part? Yes. You guys listen. If you listen to our food prep episode, you know <laughs> Shannon does all the meal planning and everything like that. Um, so obviously so, ask my input. But when I look, I'm like, yep, that looks good. I'll so eat that. So when you start like that. feeling like there's a trend, there's usually a method to my madness. And... <laughs> Seriously? Oh, Jazz. <laughs> That's actually me making that sound. Yes. This is this is our podcast studio, folks. I'm not editing this out. <laughs> it's just going to be like, do-do-do-do, elevator music right through now. Yeah. Dear goodness, dog. This is the longest drink I've ever heard you take. Oh, my goodness. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. Well, it happened, folks. You know, you might be noticing that this episode came a few days late. I feel like it was the first time in almost 300 episodes that we've had a little audio faux pas. Well, I mean, I feel like our, our odds, like our statistics are pretty good. We've only missed, what, one episode yeah. ever? Yeah. Like we didn't post one week, one well, time? we did we, later in the week. We didn't post on a Monday. And that was because of the hurricane. So. Yeah. So. Valid. So, yes. yes. So this was. And this was the, I feel like, inevitable technical faux pas. Yeah. So a little mishap on the recording. I accidentally hit stop and didn't notice it, apparently, or noticed it, but didn't hit merge. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> we missed half of the most recent episode. We were going to give you guys a product review, um, but we're going to pick it up and give it to you the full thing next week for you guys, so you won't miss out on it. We do. Um, but this week, we're going to do a little throwback, uh, another Christmas theme or uh, end-of-the-year theme, something we do this time every year. Um, so you guys get to hear a past episode. Uh, I'm going to go back, way back in the vault, because if you're looking at, listening on Apple Podcasts, which most you, most of you are, um, you only have the most recent 100 episodes. So basically, everything before episode or after, or yeah, before episode 190, I think, since it's, they have the most 100 most recent and episode. Many, and how many episodes do we I have? I think we're over 290. Yeah, there's there's like a fair 291, few. Like 291, I think. A fair few. So. Um, so yeah, so there's a bunch that you guys don't have access to. Um, so I'm going to pick one from those earlier ones. If you do want to get some earlier ones, guys, addictedtofitness.lipson.com. That's how you look at it, guys. You can listen you to it there. All That's how you go all the way back in the archive. So you don't have to do that for this week's episode. I'm going to give it to you guys, and we'll be back next week with the... Basically, a continuation of an episode we started this week. We'll give you the full thing next we're, week. We're going to get our shiz together, and mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna do it upright. That's right. So, <laughs> thanks again for listening. Thanks for sharing. Keep rating, reviewing, and please enjoy this throwback episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. 2019 is coming to an end, so we. Thought we would take a look back on the year that was and maybe share a couple of our favorite episodes from this year. Yes, because 
we have had how many? Oh, what number of weeks? We've had almost 50. In this year? Yeah, because we're only a couple weeks shy. Yeah, so. I think 50. There's how many weeks? 52 yep. weeks in a year? So yeah, we're just shy of a couple. So it's a lot to choose from when you think about mm-hmm. it. So yeah, so we are going to uh, give a, just a small selection of those 50 or so episodes. Yeah. And uh, give you some of our favorites. Some of the kind of the main areas of discussion or uh, topics, podcast topics that we usually uh, go off of. So uh, we're going to share those with you. Uh, just do want to touch base about the December challenges. They're still going on, you guys, and hopefully you guys are participating in those. They are three workouts a week and logging of food. I feel like I did really well on my workouts this week. Logging of food lacked a little bit. Oh my gosh, I failed completely for like three days because I was traveling for work. And I mean, I couldn't, this is terrible to say, it's going to sound way worse than it was. But I couldn't even keep track of the drinks I consumed. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because, yeah, Mm. holiday parties and get-togethers and lots lots of stuff going on. So definitely understand that it's going to happen. And I acknowledge that. I'm okay with that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get back on get back on the wagon. I fell off the wagon, the, uh, like... Workout wagon? Journaling wagon. Oh, journaling wagon, yes. Yeah, I, I did my workouts. My third one was kind of half-ass. Um, I, like, hit the bare minimum. Barely got a sweat on. It was just, like, in my hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really just to move my body in mm-hmm. any way. But, um... But yeah, my muscles did feel sore, so I feel like I accomplished something, you know, and uh, the good kind of sore. Mm. So at least, yeah, there you go. kind of something, but yeah, the journaling was tough this week. Yeah, I uh, I did good with the workouts, four straight days of workouts, chest and tries, back and buys, legs, and then did our interval training for Thursday with the steel mace. So that did good, and I think I started the week strong in the journaling using the lucid app uh kind of documenting seeing where my um uh, how many calories i'm taking in each week and my fitbit's telling me how i'm how many i'm burning so it's good to see that it's usually the, the burn the calories in or calories out is greater than calories in yeah so, so that's good and good so looking good i should say uh hopefully you guys are doing well also uh if you are please let us know uh, let us know how you're doing with it, regardless of if you're having to fall off the wagon or get back on the wagon. Remember, like Shannon said, it's going to happen. But as long as you get back on, that's the key. So share us, share your progress with us. You can uh, send a tweet or, excuse me, send a message to us on Instagram at E-T-T-A-M-P-A or Shannon J-P on Instagram, yes, guys. Indeed. All right. So, like we said, these are a few of our favorite things. Hmm. Episode of the year. So, we uh, we broke we just it. wanted to sing. Yes. That's why we did this episode. Absolutely. Now Absolutely, it's all guys. becoming mm-hmm. apparent. So, the first uh, podcast we're going to revisit is my trip to the Vertimax International Headquarters. That happens to be right here in Tampa, Florida, our hometown of Tampa, Florida, I should say. Uh, so Vertimax is a very interesting uh, training device. Um, really, really helps you know build uh, jump and explosiveness. 
Uh, it's like this platform with a bunch of these cables and pulleys attached to it. And you jump and you run, and you sprint, and you do all kinds of movements. You can punch, you can do a lot of stuff. And I had the pleasure of getting run through several of these movements uh, by uh, one of the uh, uh, employees of Vertimax and got to experience the benefits of it firsthand. Mm-hmm. So That's pretty awesome. Yes, you guys check out this little snippet from that episode released on January 14th of this year, our interview and workout from the Vertimax Global Headquarters. So we have bands on top. These four bands right here can all be moved wherever you want them. On the corners, on the rails here. And these bands right here will go off platform up to 10 yards. And then we have bands on the side, same thing. So a big point for like, you know, any type of group training or high school training um, is that you can actually train up to five athletes on one platform. Wow. Um, by doing an athlete jumping on the platform and then the band's going off platform in each corner. You know, nice. we have a lot of people that stick us in the middle of the gym, yeah. the court, and have the guys doing dribbling drills off, doing some lateral drills off. Like I said, that resistance is gonna remain consistent, so you can imagine that any type of drill that you're doing, you're really just using a Vertimax as a tool to enhance those drills mm -hmm. with the resistance. Yep. Um, and then these are your waist-loaded bands, um, which you can load up at the waist of your jumping. So when we first started, um, it was about, I think it was 20 years ago when our owner first made it, um, his name's Mike. Um, what he ended up doing is, he's a pretty athletic guy. Um, he was a walk-on at the University of Florida. Uh, I think he was a wide receiver. Uh, I think he did track too. He was, he's, he's, he's in remarkable shape now. I think he's like 60 some years old, remarkable shape. Uh, and what he, can, what he always wanted to do was jump high. He said he can squat almost 600 pounds. He can run like, I don't know, ridiculous 40 time, everything like that, but he can never jump that high. <laughs> So he's an engineer, but you know, at heart and mindset, I think that's what he went to school for as well. So he ended up developing the, the platform um, and he wanted to use something to help him jump. And what he always thought was like, look, if I'm gonna jump, I need to be able to jump at like jump speed and load it. Um, you know, like grabbing dumbbells isn't really the safe way to do that. Um, you can do some stuff with a trap bar, but when you're loaded at the waist with the Vertimax, when you squat down, that resistance is gonna stay consistent and you're going and being able to do a full jump with that resistance. Mm -hmm. Not like a regular band that's gonna yank you down right. or you know, you're at risk for holding you know, 50 pound dumbbells and landing on your feet. Um, so he ended up making one. Actually, um, he made like a, a makeshift model. I wish I had a picture. Actually, I think he may have a picture um, on his Instagram, which I can send you. It's yes. It looks just like you can just imagine the very first one, but he was training on it actually in his garage, he said, and a garbage man was, I don't know, taking out, or a garbage man was coming by and stopped him and said, hey, what is that? You know, like, what is that for? And, you know, he explained to him, I'm trying to get my vertical up, and the guy's like, we think it'll help for my son, he's a basketball player. Um, and Mike's like, yeah. And this guy's like, of course, that's what it's for. Um, and the garbage man says, like, how much is this? How much will we sell for? And Mike's like, well, I don't know. Um, $800? And the guy's like, okay, I'll be back tomorrow and buy it, you know? And Mike's like, okay, whatever, you know? Next day comes around, the guy shows up, gives him 800 bucks and sells it. And that's wow. kind of where the Vertimax story came of, huh, if I can make this and sell for 800 bucks, you know, more people are going to want it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it kind of evolved from there. I think he started training volleyball players. And I think the very first unit you know, he sold to, like, I guess to get the name out there to make it was UCLA, I believe. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's get started on the equipment. Right. So if you want to stand on the platform itself and then maybe face me, I'm um, just kind of get a feel for it. Maybe just do like 
three to five just, just jumps. Jumps. Yep. Good. And what we'll start with first is the waist harness. So what we're going to do, we'll put this on. We'll kind of load you up on the bands. We'll have to do some squats to kind of get a feel for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you guys can listen, you imagine it's probably what you say. It's about a three by four platform, rectangular platform, and it's got the pulley system with the bands on the side, on the outside edge, and then also like uh, Brett was saying, the waist kind of attachments are down by the side also underneath so and it, it's pretty cool like Brett said you can have up to five people training on this so unlike the resistance bands uh, I use at the gym sometimes you can only have one person at a time and then alternating between so you'll feel a little pull on that oh yeah um, this is the blue band um, it's gonna be about 8 to 16 pounds of resistance and how I would increase it if, I ever, if you ever needed to, as you get stronger, you just basically pull these down and they would pull tighter and then you would just line them up at the dot that you want so that gives you that even, resist, or even um, resistance on gotcha. each side. So go ahead, do a few, actually, let me get these off real quick. Go ahead and do a couple squats and then if you want to start just doing a couple jumps, go ahead. And so you can imagine now too what you're doing is you can picture, you know, just picture like maybe like a 10 year old athlete that's never done body squat or never done any type of barbell loaded squats. Um, obviously 10 year old is pretty young for that, yes. but you know, after doing like body weight squats and getting full body control, you know, you can put them on this resistance on the Vermax and they're doing squats just like that. It's going to be controlled, they're going to be able to have full control of their body, it's not going to yank them back. You see how this arm swivels left and right, so right. say if you were to jump and you were to come forward a little bit, it's not going to pull you, um, it's going to swivel back. Even with adult fitness, anybody that wants to get on this and do squats or jumps without putting load on their back, right? easy to do. Um, and then for rehab, I've had guys that I've seen training that coming off surgery for any type of leg surgery and then getting mm -hmm. back into it instead of, you know, after they get through the body weight phase, they'll get on the Vertimax and use the light resistance. Yeah, I can see it definitely be a benefit for anybody doing rehab, especially like the athletes if they have an injury and they have to come back and this would be an invaluable resource for them. So there it was, guys. I, I can tell you with, by, for personal, from personal experience, that the Vertimax is a heck of a workout. Super interesting, guys like no other kind of resistance equipment I've ever used before. And I'm actually starting to see it spring up. I don't know if it's just because I follow them on Instagram or social media, but I'm starting to see it spring up more and more um, in uh, some of the social media I see for uh, trainers, especially athletic trainers. So I know it's big in a lot of colleges, a lot of training rooms in uh, colleges, both big and small, and getting into high school too, because I've been following Brett, the uh, the person I was interviewing on, the puck, on that episode, and he travels a lot to kind of introduce Vertimax to other facilities. Yes. So another portion or another, I guess, component of the Addicted to Fitness is our interviews. Mm -hmm. And actually one of, uh, we had several interviews this year, not too interview heavy, but we did get some good ones. And I think one of my favorites was your interview and conversation with Dana Look Aramoto. 
She's actually a work-life integration expert. So it was something that was a little bit off. I wouldn't say the beaten path of what we normally talk about or whom, whom we normally talk about on the podcast. But I thought it was a great um, great addition to kind of our library of uh, health and wellness experts. Yeah, it was definitely nice to have a conversation with someone that doesn't necessarily talk about like a hardcore fitness, but something that absolutely has impacted and I've really struggled with in my life um, that has impacted every aspect of my health and fitness, which is just trying to figure out this mythical beast that was referred to previously as the work-life balance and how you actually integrate that, especially coming from a female perspective. She's a mom. She had to go through postpartum, which, you know, I had a little bit of a struggle with some postpartum anxiety myself and just, you know, how that all plays together. And it was really fascinating. She is just an amazing individual. Yeah. And it's worth listening just to to learn more about her. We found out we had some really kind of fun, common threads that sort of link us um, loosely in our lives. And she's definitely someone I want to talk to again for the podcast. So definitely enjoy this little snippet. And if, uh, if it kind of floats your boat, maybe head over and check out the full interview. That's right. Got to pick something. Well, and you said a word, integration, and this is a word that I think a lot of people, they, they think, well, as long as I'm, I'm doing, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, why do I need to integrate them so much? But really, we're at a point in just society where integration is a lot more integral to our lives. Like, it's not just about the the B word, I'm going to say the B word, balance, work, life balance, you know, private, professional balance. It's just such an outdated concept. But the idea of integration, which I know work-life integration, this is a huge component for you. It is. And again, so spot on. I'm going to use that. Next time I'm on stage, your ears are going to be burning. I'm going to say, and the B word, balance. It's very bad. (laughs) B for bad. So balance is typically something people have either learned to believe because of something they've seen or heard or watched on TV or read in the media or some hero has told them you can have it all mm-hmm. you just have to you have to do it all though right. hint hint to get it all so and then you can be your all kumbaya that it's yeah. not true yep b is for another word <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i'm definitely using that one <laughs> And if people believe that, they will run themselves ragged trying to achieve it. And so integration is more about the example I just gave. Maybe I literally do not have time to both exercise on my own and walk my dogs and have a full day at work and help care for my family and do something out in my community and get some time with my husband or partner and a little time with my friends 
all in one week, let alone in one day. And those of you trying to do all of that in one day, and you know who you are, and I've been you, it is a recipe for mental, physical, spiritual health disaster. So stop it. Yeah. The B word balance inevitably is going, if you're pursuing that, you inevitably leads to the other B word, burnout. (laughs) I'm taking you on the road with me. Anytime. Just tell, or if you're ever in Florida, just give me a call. (laughs) I would love that. Oh, we could share some great stories. I have Tampa stories too. I'll tell you that. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Ballet and Tampa equals fun stories. Oh my gosh. Yes, we're coming back to that. 1989. Okay. So the balance piece, you're right, does lead to the burnout piece. And so for everyone, I like to give this image, it really helps. So picture this adorable, like cutest hamster you've ever seen in your entire life. And not to be in trouble with PETA, but put it in like the cutest outfit you can imagine. Okay. (laughs) So this adorable, lifelike, human-esque hamster is running in the wheel, running, 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 running. Now, we're going to get Nick to weigh in on this. You personally train that hamster so it can run Mm -hmm. a sprint and it's killing it on the sprint. And then the hamster says, pick me with my paw. I want to do a marathon. And we get the personal trainer involved and the marathon's happening. Okay, so great. Even the best personal trainer in the world is going to tell you, you cannot run a sprint inside of a marathon. No. But that's how we're leaving ourselves completely burned out and maxed out. By that, attempting to yeah. run a life sprint inside a marathon. And that's what we're doing. Yep, that's exactly true. And, I mean, who who do, who wouldn't burn out? I mean, it's, it is. It's inevitable. And we debate the people who are entrepreneurial. And there's incredible quantifiable studies about this, including a lot of Ariana Huffington's work on sleep deprivation, since mm-hmm. it happened to her bless her for actually doing the study and bringing it into the light Mm -hmm. there are less than four percent of the population that gets away with sleeping less than four hours a night and so for those of us that think we can just trade off the sleep yeah not true yeah and in fact we're limiting our own performance when i'm coaching my clients one-on-one especially ceos they're like yeah 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 dana it's okay i'll just i'll just pull an hour out of my sleep It's like, great. And when you squeeze the balloon and it comes out the other end of the balloon with the same scenario, but on the other side, where do you think the impact is? Right. Maybe with your family. It may be with your own health and welfare. It may be with your company, quite frankly, and your staff or your team. So we cannot fool ourselves into believing any longer that there is such a thing as work-life balance. It's a myth. All right. As Shannon said, uh, I think it was great that we got to have that new uh, perspective on health and fitness or health, I should say, about the work-life balance. And part I loved the most about that podcast, it was that I think Shannon has basically uh, a future in public speaking because (laughs) I can't remember uh, how many times Dana was mentioned about taking Shannon on the road with her. So I think, like I said. I'm going to be like her side act. (laughs) Exactly right. Yes, Shannon had a lot of good, especially a lot of kind of catchy 
catchy catchphrases. I don't know. <laughs> well, catchphrases that yeah. Dana was really loving. So you guys yeah. definitely check out that full episode, which was released. That episode was released September 16th of this year. So definitely go back and check that out. So uh, we did a lot of good interviews, guys. So please make sure uh, you check out our website uh, and uh, check out our interview episodes. There's a lot of good ones on there for this year. Um, so another part of the podcast we've been doing probably since the beginning um, are taste tests. Yes. I mean, there's always new foods and new diet fads out there that oh, gosh, we're yeah. always out there willing to try. I mean, this year we tried oat milk, for yes. goodness sakes. Yeah. Um, we've tried even made our own milk. We've made hemp milk before. <laughs> um, we've it done all kinds of different well. tastes. We did all kinds of, I mean, this year, honestly, folks, we probably uh, treated ourselves. We did a dark chocolate taste test. Yeah. I mean, how hard is that, right? That was amazing. It's a rough life, guys. I would happily read you that. Yes, anytime. I know you would. So, but probably my favorite taste test from this year because it's really been, I say it's kind of a, almost a huge, you know, pop culture trend is the Beyond Burger taste test that we did. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not quite the Impossible Burger. They're one and the same, little kind of different ingredients, but both plant based burgers, very similar, as Shannon mentioned. Uh, but you guys, uh, if you watch TV, I mean, I barely watch TV, and I see Impossible Burger commercials for Burger King almost all the time. So, um, and of course, there's a lot of um, in the in the news media that I see a lot of talk about this new documentary called Game Changers about plant-based diet and whatnot. So, a lot of kind of uh, different topics about that. But we decided to go and try the plant-based burger, or buy the plant-based burger and try it here uh and we wanted to share this taste test episode with you guys as one of our favorite if not our favorite taste test episode from this year um so yes the traditional patty from the beyond burger is about a four ounce patty or actually probably exactly a four ounce um and usually like their containers we got it was in our frozen section And there's two patties in the container. They, um, serving per container is two. So if you have one of these bad boys, you got about 270 calories. Um, But the important thing to know is that there's 20 grams of fat, uh, 5 grams of carbohydrate, uh, 3 grams of fiber, and... 20 grams of protein so actually the fat and protein on the these are like almost exactly even mm-hmm. then maybe like one percentage point off um so there's there's no sugars or trans fats or anything there is some saturated fat five grams of saturated mm-hmm. fat but um and then there is some about 380 milligrams of sodium but it's it's not like the macros aren't horrible right well, and I know I looked it up. It's more protein than a quarter than pound a burger. Beef. Yeah. Um, now, it's, plant protein is different. I don't know if we absorb that hundred yeah. percent. I'm pretty sure You're we don't, but I have like to. Your... I know pea protein is one of the best plant proteins to absorb. Um, I don't know what, but I doubt it's hundred percent. So um, I do want you to read the other ingredients. We listed the four main ingredients, um, but there is another. There is also a list. And we'll see if Shannon can get through all the names of these. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, yeah, we talked about the water. We talked about the pre- pea protein isolate, the canola oil, the refined co- coconut oil. And then it says it contains 2% or less of the following. 
cellulose from bamboo, which is interesting. I'm mm-hmm. not sure they use it as like a texture. Mm-hmm. Methyl cell- cellulose, potato starch, n- natural flavor, maltodextrin, yeast extract, salt, sunflower oil, vegetable glycerin, dried yeast, gum arabic, citrus extract, ascorbic acid, mm-hmm. beef juice extract so that's for color yeah and these burgers do have a red color to them um acidic acid succinic acid modified food starch and annatto which is from the um brazilian bixa plant i learned that in my fun fact botanical garden job and that's a very common orangey color yeah so that is food out of it it is natural it is natural all right so as Shannon said, these do, and they actually say it specifically on the box, you yeah. know, cook three minutes on each side. Uh, do not over- overcook. The inside will have a red center, very much like meat. So as Shannon already said, this is for meat eaters. It's not for vegans. This yeah. is basically to add more plant-based protein to your diet. So I'm just so, going to say, like, they look, they look very good, like, right. as far as a beef. Mm-hmm. And they do have, they're they browned, they're not dark, but they're browned on each side that you cooked it on, and then the center has stayed that same red color. So when I open these up, and I'm just going to tell you now, we got it from uh, Sprouts, and I checked online, it's about $6 for the package. So for half a pound, for about $6. That's two. It's quarter yeah. pounds, so six pounds. I mean, six dollars. Um, when I opened it, there was a smell, and I didn't know. I was trying to place it. I was like, I know this smell. What is this smell? It wasn't beef. It wasn't the smell of beef. Because um, I don't know. Well, that's good. Beef raw beef does not smell appetizing um, to me. And then finally, I knew it. it. Smelled like refried beans. Oh yeah. And I was like, probably because of the pee. Yeah, and so then you... but now the smell. Definitely smells like a barbecued burger, I think. It does smell more like, yeah. Yeah, like barbecued meat. I would right. I would say it smells closer to like a, maybe like a, a grilled turkey than a grilled hamburger. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it still has, you know, the coloration, the, te- the texture, it's pretty dense. Um, so, I mean, it, it, feels substantial and the texture when you cut it open it looks like freaking it looks like hamburger man it's a little creepy right, to be I'm honest going for it. you like the saying if it looks too good to be true it probably is <laughs> i think that's probably a lot of like meat eaters mindset when they see this you took a big bite i am you took a real big bite probably I think too you, big you took like a sixth of the burger. <laughs> the it has initial taste, but then it fades fast. It has initial taste of beef, but then like it's totally fleeting. Like it leaves like instantly, and like there's no like the savoriness of meat is not there. Mm. Like it try it like it try to it, but it it goes it, like evaporates essentially. I'm willing to admit, you guys, I know you only heard a small snip up from that episode, but the Beyond Meat Burger was not terrible. Tasted, did it taste like a burger? No, in my opinion. 
Um, but I think if we dressed it up, though, that's true. That is I true. I really do think it would fool you because it's not oh, yeah. the flavor of a burger, but it is a texture thing. Yeah, and I it think was it, it was close. close. It was close. That was a good. Like I said, if you dressed it with a bun and lettuce, tomato, and mayo, yeah, there. you would never, you would not know the difference. You're right. You're right. But you know, it's. Uh, I don't know necessarily if it's better for you. And I no, think we, talked, we about talked about that a little bit more detailed in that episode. Go back and check that out. We love doing taste tests um, because it's interesting and I think people always, that's one of the biggest things people ask me about when they hear what podcasts we're doing. Like uh, when we tell them we do a taste test, they're like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? So that's always going to be an evergreen topic that we're going to jump into, back into in 2020. So, all right, guys, um, we've had over 50 episodes, like we mentioned, um, but the most popular episode of 2019 was the advantages and dis- the episode we did about the advantages and disadvantages of the pescatarian diet. Yes. You know, and this was super interesting because um, I think we talked about this was one of the top diets. I think it's like pescatarian, Mediterranean, not exactly the same, but very, very similar. A lot Quite of similarities. Similar. But I remember we did the 2019 diet rankings. Mediterranean was at the top. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the pescatarian, this, this episode right here was the most downloaded for this year. So the one we would call the most popular. And um, this episode really came up because there was an article that we saw that the, the consumption of omega-3s uh, reduced asthmatic symptoms in kids. So omega-3s, which is pretty high in a lot of seafood, um, we, were, we decided, hey, why don't we check out the pescatarian diet and apparently... Mm-hmm. A lot of people enjoyed the information we shared on that. So yeah. check out that episode, the most downloaded of 2019. That's We want to kind of give that bridge into the pescatarian diet because with the pescatarian diet, usually the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3s tend to be better because you're eating a lot more fish, which contains omega-3s, fatty yeah. acids. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> well, I think when you know I've, I've done... Everything from vegan to vegetarian to pescatarian to where I am now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and pescatarian was kind of my favorite. Right. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it like resonated well with my body, I think, in a lot of different ways. But some of the, the kind of risks to a pescatarian diet, there are, there are, specific things you have to watch right i mean it's it's similar to if you're only going to eat um you know red meat or if Mm -hmm. you're if you're eating um you know lots of chicken and things like that no matter what kind of food you eat um in this day and age there's there's risks to almost everything so you're looking like you know if you're a vegan you're looking for your organic vegetables and things so you don't get all the toxins. You, right. If you're looking at meat, you're looking for farm-raised, organic-raised. And fish, well, I think we've all seen a lot about pollution in the oceans lately. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, well, and just talking about nutrients too, like a nutrient density for all those different diets too, trying to get your full spectrum of nutrients. Like we talked about vegan, tough to get your iron, your your full dose of iron and protein. And once again, the mega fatty acids that we talked about earlier, tough Mm -hmm. when you're a vegan, obviously there are supplements. Um, But then you switch it over to like something like the carnivore diet that people just eat meat. You know, it's hard to get, uh, um, even though some people like to contend that fiber is not a necessary nutrient, um, that it's hard to get all the different flavonoids and uh, antioxidants that come within or are contained within fruits and vegetables. You're Mm. essentially leaving those out when you're doing something like the carnivore diet. So it's trying to find a good balance, you know, that we've always found. And I think, like you mentioned, the pescatarian really gives the good balance because pescatarian diets tend to be, you know, primarily plant-based so you get a lot of your different variety of plants fruits and vegetables and also you know the other protein sources beans uh, quinoa some other things like that Mm -hmm. but then they have the protein source of fish and seafood so the kind of the benefits we already listed the mega fatty acids you know these have been uh big things that kind of have been attributed to uh helping heart health kind of reducing reducing the uh chances of heart disease uh reducing things like type 2 diabetes have been these have been i said Omega-3 fatty acid intake has been associated with things like reducing heart disease, reducing the, the chance of type 2 diabetes, and then also other types of cancers or metabolic syndromes. Mm-hmm. So that 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 is a big kind of benefit. One of the, I think, probably the most prevalent thing you hear about benefits about eating seafood. Yeah. But there's also a lot of nutrients in seafood that are kind of, I wouldn't say exclusive to seafood, but very high in seafood that a lot of other protein sources might not have vitamin d vitamin p uh vitamin b12 and then things like uh essential minerals that a lot of a lot of foods don't have calcium iron um you talk about shellfish those are huge for things like copper um selenium um those hard to get minerals that really aren't in a lot of other foods yeah so those are that's why i'm a a huge fan we've been eating a lot of fish and seafood as of late there's a reason for yeah. that. Is that done on purpose yes. on your part? Yes. You guys listen. If you listen to our food prep episode, you know <laughs> Shannon does all the meal planning and everything like that. Um, so obviously so, ask my input. But when I look, I'm like, yep, that looks good. I'll so eat when that. you start like feeling like there's a trend, there's usually a method to my madness. And... <laughs> Seriously? Oh, Jazz. <laughs> That's actually me making that sound. Yes. This is this is our podcast studio, folks. I'm not editing this out. <laughs> it's just gonna be like do 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 elevator music right through now. Yeah. Dear goodness, dog. This is the longest drink I've ever heard you take. Oh my goodness. We're All not right. editing this out because uh, okay. we share we share this room with the dog so uh why have there been more seafood in our daily meal plans or weekly meal plans i should say because i've actually found myself maybe it's because of the change in seasons maybe possibly it's become a lot more summer feeling here in Mm -hmm. florida we actually had an amazing spring like we had fantastic amazing weather Mm -hmm. all the way 
up till basically May. And I feel like only in May have we really started to have some hot days, like mm-hmm. hot spells. And maybe because of that, but I've just not been really feeling the whole meat. Like, I'm not a huge chicken fan. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've tr- been trying to go back to my pescatarian ways, which is funny that we're talking about that this week mm-hmm. because this is for real. It's probably why you're like, oh, we're eating more fish. We should mm-hmm. talk about this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it, I just feel like when, when I was pregnant and even for a long time afterwards, a lot of seafood did not appeal to me at all. Like it was the opposite. The like some of the seafood, like salmon, made me super nauseous. Shrimp, I remember that. Shrimp, I could not even be in the house if you cooked shrimp, yeah. and never mind eating it. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it took me, it took me, yeah, it took me a year and a half to basically get back to a point where I could eat seafood. And now maybe because I I went without it for so long, or or the season, I don't know. Yeah, I just. We also have a fish market around the corner yes. from us now, which having <laughs> access to fresh quality seafood options is definitely a major like change. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. That's a few of our favorite episodes from this year, and we've had many, many more. Um, I mean, we did the most recently about the Peloton, commer- uh, the Peloton commercial. I mean, we've done stuff about, you know, Weight Watchers. They put out an app for kids, um, you know, the different taste tests we did. So there's a lot for you guys to choose some more interviews you can talk, uh, you can listen to. Um, so we got a, a wide stuff to choose from, and we really appreciate you guys listening each week. Um, we always appreciate you guys feedback so you guys will get all our contact information on the bio let us know what your favorite episode of 2019 was and we will share it on the one of the last episodes of this year we're coming down to the end i think we have one maybe two episodes left yeah i think think. there might only be two yeah i think two. two I think too. So yeah, guys, let us know what your favorite episode of 2019 is and we'll definitely give you a shout out and mention it on one of the two last episodes of this year. You got Mm -hmm. anything else for them? No, sir. All right. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.